Welcome back to Goodness and Gracious. I'm Renee. I'm Chrissy. We'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it'll come to us. One day it'll be like a light bulb goes off and be like, that's just the way we need to yeah. welcome them back. It's hard to believe it's April already. Oh my gosh. I was just telling my mom that the other day. <laughs> like, what happened to this year already? I know. <laughs> um, it just, was just yesterday. It was Christmas. Yeah. Go figure. So as with November and December, this time of year is easy for a podcast topic. Mm-hmm. Um, November, um, you have being thankful and all that is entailed in that. And then December, you have Christmas. Um, this time of year, we get to talk about Easter. Easter. So this is one of Here my most... Peter fa- Cotton t- no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Dinner. <laughs> thinner yes thinner. I thinner. yes let's talk about thinner i want to talk uh, about that bruno listen i got a headache yeah. i'm crazy go ahead that's okay i love you crazy this is my one of my most favorite times of the year because although just like christmas the world has made it about something mm-hmm. that it's not actually about easter is about jesus period right um christmas is about jesus Easter is about Jesus, Mm -hmm. both of them about Jesus. Um, And that is what I would really like to focus on today. All right. And even um, in the next episode, I think that we Christians take for granted that we know what Easter is all about. But really, I mean, do we know what, what it's about? There are so many people out there that have no idea whatsoever about why Easter is a big deal. And most people think that it's centered around a bunny or a new you outfit. Just, you just say, or a new outfit. <laughs> yes. I found that funny because Jamie and I went, we got our nails done yesterday. And then um, I said, oh, I need to really need an Easter dress. And um, so we went and I thought how all the stores put out dresses yeah, just for yeah. this time of year, because everybody knows that the women are looking for a new Easter dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's centered around a bunny. Um, think about that for a second. A bunny. I don't even know where that originated. I have I've no never idea. read the story. I have behind no idea. It. Yeah. Um. yeah. Even when I was lost, although there was the bunny hype, I at least knew that there was a God and that there was a Jesus. Now I didn't know how all of that fit together, mm-hmm. but I at least knew that much. Um, but do you know? There are a good percentage percentage of people that don't know that. Or if they know that, they still don't put two and two together that mm-hmm. Easter is about him. Um, I got saved in July of 2002. Wow. <laughs> that I've been saved for almost 21 years. Um, but he has been I was longer than that. No, it's four scores. Wait a minute. <laughs> we won't go that far. <laughs> but he's been so he's been so good to me. Um, if you are not sure what being saved is, stay tuned. We're gonna get to that. Um, the first Easter after I got saved, I was talking with a woman my age that I had went to school with. So at the time we were about 29 ish. Okay. Um, we got on the subject of Easter and I told her what, what Easter actually is. And she was like, I've never heard that before. Mm. And I was like, girl, you're 29 years old and you have never heard of Jesus. Um, but I guess 
that is more yeah. common yeah, than, we, than what is. we think. Yes. Um, so that is what we're going to talk about. Um, we, we This morning in our Sunday school class with the first and second graders, not the 12th, 12th graders, graders um, we were talking about Palm Sunday. Today is Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're, we record on Sundays, as most of you know. Um, and we went through Palm Sunday and the events that led up to um Jesus's crucifixion. Next week, we'll talk about his resurrection. Um, and I, you know, I thought, well, that'd be a good thing. We could talk about that. But then I got to thinking, I was like, what, what does that matter to someone who doesn't know about Jesus? Now we have, you know, there could be people that are watching, um, that have never heard about the Easter story. Um, and I think that, have you ever watched a show? I know you have because you told me <laughs> the one show that we watch. Um, you're, you start watching it and you're like, this isn't making sense. What? Some, mm-hmm. I missed something here. Right. And then you come to find out that it actually was like 10 episodes later right. it started. <laughs> so you missed all those 10 episodes. And I kind of feel like that's where a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. They've missed the 10 episodes beforehand. And I feel like if we're going to do this, we need to do it right. right. You know what I'm saying? And we need to, um, if you are a Christian and you've heard this story before, you know what Easter's about, this is for you. If you are not a Christian and you've never heard the story before, this is for you, mm-hmm. you know? And we just need to make sure that we're setting that foundation. I feel like it's our duty and not just a duty, but our pleasure to make sure that you know what Easter is all about and how you can come to know Jesus personally. Well, we might as well start at the beginning. <laughs> um, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. All the way to Genesis. All the way to the very beginning. We're not going to go that far back, but we're going to go pretty close. We don't have that much time. No, we don't. <laughs> I think that we can all agree that this world is getting in a sadder state of, state of affairs as the days go by. I mean, yep. it's just sad. I don't watch the news personally. Yep. Um, some, some people think that's wrong. But guess what? I don't have to watch the news to know it's really bad. I have a Bible that tells me um, that that's the way it's going to be. And I trust that the Bible is true. I know it's going to get bad. It's going to be worse than I can even imagine. Mm -hmm. So I choose not to watch the news. Um, I get my news from either Josh or Gary. I get my my news from Lucas. (laughs) I get my news from CJ, uh, Jamie sometimes. Um, I get my news from the reels on Facebook sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook's how I learn about some things, you know, but all that being said, I know that it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. I, I just know, um, there is no shortage of rewarding evil for good and good for evil. And it's just going to get worse Mm -hmm. and worse. Um, what's sad is that we have almost become numb to it. I think, um, it's almost lost its shock value. All this evil, all this corruption stems from one day in a beautiful garden, roughly 6,000 years ago. In Genesis 2, 8 through 9, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. 
and good for food. The tree of life is also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So roughly 6,000 years ago, God made a garden and he put the man that he formed in this beautiful garden to live in it and to take care of it. But there were some stipulations in Genesis 2, 16 through 17. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eat thereof, there shalt surely die. <laughs> nice typo <I> there. <laughs> You are never going to trust me. You're never going to forgive me. It's a good thing I just kind of just tried to breeze through that, but I hear you you over here. You did. I was like, did you hear me gasp? I was like, oh. I I pause for a second if you've seen. Yeah. But I'm a new. Try as I may, try as I might. I just can't get it. it I was just falling in love. They can go read it for themselves if they they didn't understand what I said. Yes. (laughs) Well, we're going to kind of explain it. So we have a whole garden full of wonderful things to eat with only one tree that is not to be touched. I think it seems pretty reasonable, don't you? I mean, he is God and it all belongs to him. So it's reasonable that he would put that Mm -hmm. in place. Um, There are some that would say, well, if he didn't want them to eat from it, why did he put it there? And I'm just going to say, yeah, I... (laughs) I have no time for that. I have, that's yeah. a nonsensical question. Yeah. I, I put my hand up He's to those God, people. Yes. You know? I mean, <laughs> he doesn't have to on. explain to you. I, exactly. He did do for you a reason, want so. <laughs> free will in serving God yeah. or do you want to be forced? He knew what know? was going to happen. He knew exactly what yeah. was going to happen. Um, this is called free will, folks. Um, Adam and Eve had the power to serve God truly and honestly or to not. It was their choice. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They chose yep. to not. So Genesis 3, 1 through 3. Now the serpent was more s- s- subtle. 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 <laughs> I told you I have a headache. I know. So it's, it's I not, forgive you. It's not focusing. <laughs> then any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So this is proof that they were well aware of the stipulations and the ramifications. So they had stipulations, they had ramifications if they didn't follow those stipulations. But this just proves how sly Satan is. And I really don't like to give him any credit, but Satan's like, did God really say that you can't have this? Right. Yeah, I can hear that in the, the snake voice from yeah. Jungle Book. <laughs> Genesis 3, 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So mm-hmm. something seems us. Satan saying, no, you're not going to die. God just doesn't want you to be like him and he's keeping this good stuff from you. And that's pretty much what was going on there. Um, This here's the thing though. We fault Eve, but 
this is exactly what he does to all of us right. in tempting us to sin, every single one of us. Yeah, and the women always get the bad rap over it. They do. But, and know, we're, and yeah. It, whatever. It, we it, won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that, Bruno. <clears throat> so we all know the rest of the story. They both eat. I mean, even even the lost world knows what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, their eyes are opened and they realize that they are naked. They start looking for fig leaves to sew together to put on. They're like, well, we need to cover mm-hmm. this stuff up. Um, then when God starts calling for them, they hide. Why did they hide? Because their eyes were open and they knew that they had sinned. They were ashamed of what they did. They were. And this is just a little commercial break, okay? People who think this earth is millions or more years old, here's your history lesson for the day. There was no death before sin. And the first sin was this. Nothing lives for millions of years. So. God created Earth roughly 6,000 years ago. Sin, unfortunately, steps on the scene shortly after, and then death. So there was no death before sin. Adam's spiritual death, which will eventually lead to his physical death, but also sacrifice enters the scene, which requires Mm -hmm. death. Genesis 3.21, unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord Lord God Mm -hmm. make coats of skins and clothe them. So the requirement for obtaining coats of skins is that there had to be the death of something to get those coats of mm-hmm. skins from. So uh, most people n- know about Adam and Eve and this grave mistake that was made, but a lot do not equate it with a newfound need of a savior. Okay. They know what happened, but they don't see the whole picture and say, oh, now we need a savior. Mm-hmm. The scene in the Garden of Eden has become a punchline for jokes, but it is not a joke. Um, This is the fall of the human race, the original sin, the very act that sent the human race out of fellowship with God. And only a perfect sacrifice would be able to make a way for us to be back in fellowship Mm -hmm. with God. And guess what? Jesus, sitting in all the glory of heaven— with the father said, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me to choke down. Yeah. The truth is definitely worth more of our time. And if you have questions, we would be happy to answer them. So mm-hmm. if you have questions about that, please reach out. We'll we'll talk about that. But what does it take to be the savior of the world? Well, you must be worthy. You must be perfect. You must be sinless. You must be God yourself. And God stepped up and said, I will repair this awful situation. I will make the way for them to be back in fellowship with us. I will leave this heaven, all the glories of heaven. I will be born and I will willingly lay down my life as a sacrifice just to be with Mm -hmm. them, just to be able to spend eternity with them. There were many holy parameters to this. And once again, if you have questions, we would love um, to have the chance to answer them, what it means to be a sacrifice, why it, why it required that. It just required all of those things. He had to be perfect. He had to, he had to be God. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Matthew 1, 21 through 23, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be the child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. I love how the scripture says, for he shall save his people. Mm -hmm. That's us. Nope. That's what he set out to do, save his people, to give them an opportunity to spend eternity in heaven, because at this point, hell, after the sin, after fellowship was broken with God because of the original sin, that plummeted us all into that because we're all descendants of Adam. Hell was the only option if man had to depend on his own righteousness. Mm -hmm. So if it took my righteousness to make it to heaven, hell was going to be the only answer. I was never going to be able to make it. So from the fall of man to Christmas Day, which is what we were talking about. That's what that scriptures, you know, she's going to bring forth a son. Um, They're going to call his name Jesus. He's going to be they're going to call him Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. Um, Jesus was prophesied from the fall of man to Christmas Day. In the meantime, there were sacrifices made throughout the generations. But these only stayed the sins of the people and were never sufficient for the problem at hand. We needed God to step in. And that is just what he did. Mm -hmm. And on, I know, (laughs) hallelujah. On Christmas Day, he made his entrance into the world. Not Santa Claus. No, not Santa Claus. (laughs) Not about Santa Claus. Um. But he made his entrance into the world, not in the manner of a king um, that he so readily mm-hmm. deserved, um, but it was in a barn. Right. Yep. In a manger. And Jesus, yeah. light of the world, savior of the world. This, it's a lot to take in. Right. So we have talked about from the fall of man, why, why we would even need a savior to begin with was started way back in the garden of Eden um, with Adam and Eve and that original sin. Now, just to be clear before that original sin, Adam and Eve were in perfect fellowship with God. They communed with him daily. Mm-hmm. They talked with him daily. They had a really good relationship, you know, close and personal. And then when they disobeyed God he clearly told them, like I said, he, they knew this, the stipulations and they knew the ramifications. They partook of that fruit that they were never to, to partake of. It sent us all plummeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's original sin. We're descendants of Adam. So I want to be clear about that. So we talk about when you talk about Easter, you have to talk about that. The fall of man up to Christmas, because Christmas is when he came as a baby. Um, and we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit in the next episode. Um, but I think that we've covered a lot today and I'd like to stop right there, but from in the next episode, we're going to discuss the birth to the cross and what all that means. But we hope that this was a blessing to you. Um, um, I feel like if we're going to, if we're going to do it, we might as well do it right. And I want you to be perfectly understanding what is going on and what the significance of Easter is. Um, it's very important. It's it a is, big deal. Yes, it is a big <laughs> deal. It is um, some 
call it Resurrection Sunday, Resurrection Day, Happy Resurrection Day, mm-hmm. um, instead of Happy Easter. It, it's definitely not about a bunny. Um, it's worth. It's so much more than that. Oh, um, yeah. And it's it's just a, a glorious time. Um, but in the next episode, we'll talk about from the birth to the cross. All right, sounds good. Until next time, see, see ya. ya.